0: Time for the wheel nerds. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, talking about bit. Come on, you. Hi and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode forty-seven. I'm Chuck and I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles and how you don't look a month over forty fuck you
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much ah uh, yes yeah shut up so we missed saying anything about it last week but it turns out last week with Craig Vetter was our 1 year anniversary Woo-hoo! we've been doing this crap for a year <laughs> he'll get bored eventually folks I could do this all night long. And no one's come and put us off the air due to reasons of disgustingness or anything like that.
0: No, we've had three-year-olds banging at the door. We've yeah. Dogs yeah. yapping. Mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. had in-studio guests. Alienated guests. <laughs> Lots of alienated guests. <laughs> Some alienated listeners.
1: Yep. Yeah, them too. Well, a whole year. Golly. How are we going to top
0: that other than with you know two years or three years? A TV show would be nice. Yeah. Or a full-length feature film yes or even better possibly a porn parody i wow i hadn't even thought of that. that's fantastic
1: that's that's gonna be stuck in my head for days now to start it off we got a really interesting question from a new listener who came to us from uh chris gore from prod pod crash i assume
0: uh yeah well you know there's a lot of a lot of new ears with the pod crash hi everybody hello this is our sexy voice <laughs> We can do it too. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So he posted on the Wheel Nerds site what exactly is a Billy, and we gave kind of a half-assed answer, but we would like a full-assed answer,
1: and we think it's time in celebration of the one year for another Wheel Nerds contest.
0: Oh, oh, a contest. Oh yes. Okay. A contest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna give stuff
1: away. We're gonna give stuff away. We're gonna give away all a right. fabulous Wheel Nerds gift package, TM. Uh, May not actually be fabulous. Uh, You'll just have to find out
0: what's in it. Oh, okay. It'll be great. You'll love it. All right. Um, we we'll know those listeners will recognize things in it. Is that why you brought your laundry over? Shh. Because <laughs> I, I need to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the contest. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna believe that the the stains are actual logos. No one's gonna buy that. You're ruining it all. <laughs> so here's how the contest is Brown's gonna go. Brown's not I'm... even our official color. God, <laughs> damn, stop interrupting. <laughs>
1: You see what I have to deal with an entire year? So we're going to post the contest up on Facebook and also on the site, but here's yeah. how it's going to work.
0: We want you to give the best definition of a Billy that you can. You know, it doesn't even have to just be written. It could be audio. It could be video. Mm-hmm. It could be yep. a Photoshop. Any of the above. Yeah. Something good and funny. S- something that will
1: explain to people. What is a Billy? Yes. We will pick the winner based upon whatever we feel like, because that's how we roll. It's our show. Uh-huh. And then we will send you a fabulous Wheel Nerds gift package, TM. Is one of us going to win? No, I, I don't think we can win. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Wheel Nerds, or a family of Wheel Nerds, are not eligible to win. What if my three... What if Sophie enters? If Sophie enters, that shows a tremendous degree of sophistication in her awareness of Billy's. And I want to know what she's doing
0: when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows the word Stop. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so contest. Be looking for that on the site. Start thinking about how you're going to describe a billy to somebody. who billy know what a to billy you. is. <laughs> this is going to be your book report.
1: So classifieds this week. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what always bothers me about buying motorcycles these days? They explode. There's that. But the thing is people always want cash. <laughs> and that shit's just annoying because I don't always have cash. I mean, who carries cash? Who carries money? I mean, who has money when they've bought a whole
0: shitload of motorcycles, right? Sure. So what you really want is motorcycles you could trade something for. You mean we're going to go back to the barter system? I think it's time like, to go back to the barter system. How many chickens for that Harley? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many chickens is a Harley? I don't know. Six, seven chickens.
2: Okay. You know.
1: yeah. Yeah. What, what What? we got? Well, for starters, we got one from Denver. It's time to trade in one ride for another. My wife wants a boob job, and I am offered to sacrifice my 1994 Goldwing so she can get them. (laughs) The motorcycle has 32,000 miles on it. The wife somewhat less. That's not in there. But still needs a bit of TLC. Just like the wife. If interested in the Goldwing, send me an email.
0: What if he's interested in the wife? (laughs) You got to imagine this guy's getting a lot of emails like that. Yeah, but you know, you look at the picture. Mm -hmm. She doesn't look like she needs a boob job. If that's his wife on the bike. Interesting point. She doesn't look like she If that's a recent picture, I mean, assuming she, you know, there's not a medical reason of some sort, mm-hmm. the woman mm-hmm. does not look like she needs a boob job. But on the other hand, boobs are the gift that keeps on giving. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Take away nothing else from this week. <laughs> boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Okay, so,
1: you know, let, let's say I don't want to trade a motorcycle for boobs. What else do we have?
0: Uh, we have an – oh, also from Denver because Denver is going back to the barter The system. land of barter. Yeah. Experienced attorney willing to trade legal work for a clean Harley. 15 Ooh. years of experience with excellent results in divorce and child support cases, DUI and drug cases, domestic violence, and civil litigation. Why is it everyone wants to barter things? that are a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Please only respond if you've got a descent bike. To barter. That's already inspiring me with confidence. <laughs> I want to hire this lawyer right <laughs> now. Also note that this type of bartering must be claimed as taxable income.
1: Goddamn lawyers!
0: <laughs> <laughs> include pictures of bike and contact info in your email. <laughs> now, okay, wait a minute. Lawyers, they're paid $100 an hour to write letters. Yeah. And he wrote this descent instead of decent. Well, uh, maybe this is his way of getting around
1: his wife. <laughs> it's he's, he, he's he's obeying the letter of the law. You may not buy a motorcycle, dear. He is going to trade legal services
0: for a motorcycle. I understand that, but he used the wrong word. Yeah. He well, misspelled I, decent. Doesn't mean he's a good typist. But he paid 100 dollars an hour to write letters all day long about drugs and domestic violence and litigation. He's going to sue us, isn't he? I think so. No oh, goddammit. <laughs> and that's that next nerds. <laughs> Well, that was a fun year. Thanks, folks. Gotta go by. <laughs> so, uh, this one comes
1: from Pittsburgh. I just drop price. That's it. No more bullshit. Only if you, for real deal, tried of bullshit, call it devil's bike because the VIN reads. 666 on it. Bike has brand new front end forks. Triple tree everything selling because I got a brand new bike. Don't need to sell, so don't try to lowball me. Bike has full Yoast pipe header and all computer remap full pipe and oversized injectors. And HIFO fuel pump bike is fast. Not for a newbie. No test drive without cash in hand. Don't lowball me, comma, bra. Oh, wait. He didn't write that. I wrote
0: that part. (laughs) Yeah, you could tell because it's correctly punctuated. Oh, right. Yes. (laughs) You know what this this ad is missing?
1: Not stolen? Not stolen. (laughs) That's right. Although, you know, I have noticed something about this. So that not stolen, you know, is code for I'm actually stolen. Yep. Don't lowball me, I think, is also a code. Okay, because think of all the ads we've seen this on. Don't lowball me, type of thing <laughs> for yeah. Think bikes, of all the bikes, questionable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that it's code for bike looks
0: like shit, and I expect you to offer me less.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: working
0: theory. Don't lowball me. Imagine the uh, the plastic surgeon that's going to lowball the first guy. <laughs> I. <laughs> How about one boob? for the bulk- <laughs> I'll give you size. I'll give you like a B cup. Is that is that good? A B cup. You know? How about a B and a C? You know, because that Goldwing's got a lot of miles on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep. Wife's just standing there. How about you know this? Okay, I'll go with the C cup, but I get a test drive on them. Okay, okay. How about this? I'll give you the bike, and you get me less than five years. <laughs> You know, I would be, Oh, What's a Ninja 250 good for? Just like a basic guilty plea? But, you know, here's the thing. If he just throws the case and gets his client set up, Mm -hmm. he's got the bike forever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is a clever lawyer. (laughs) I'm sure it's not a trap. How did I get life imprisonment for a parking ticket? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's just the way it works. I'll, I'll take care of the bike. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'll come visit you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the soap on the rope, <laughs> very important, very important. We so we we got this. Uh, we got a voicemail on our, our voicemail Google line. Yeah, we, we talked about it on Facebook. It's creepy.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, what it reminds me of is like one of those Japanese movies where like you watch the video and it's just a
0: bunch of weird shit and then yeah. you die a day later. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. this voicemail is that. That's what I was thinking. You know, at the end you can hear it's the voice say, welcome to Wheel Nerds. Yeah, that was really creepy. And I couldn't tell if it was somebody saying that or if it was a recording from a previous intro. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Like somebody who's playing
0: Wheel Nerds back at us? Right, while they were sharpening knives. I That's still like the theory that it was wheel nerds from the future. Yeah, I think it was from the. It, it was from a warning from the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it tells you don't bring the mule back to life. It will take over the world. It will become self-aware and
0: burn everything. I so. think it's saying don't buy a Strom because nonsense. Todd will just spread world Stromination. <laughs> cannot be stopped. There will be the. You, you'll just be walking up to people, jamming your hand into their chest, and turning them into you. At this point, Chuck. With Suzuki's aggressive advertising campaign, it's really only a matter of time. I looked. The uh, 0% interest goes until the end of May. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're 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 boned. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be Yamaha? If it was Yamaha, this would be a no. We'd already, we'd already be there. We'd there, be talking about your new bike. There, we'd be talking about my new Super
1: 10. I'm telling you. You need to go go in there and be oh, I like, uh, like orange. It's orange. comes
0: in orange. Well, if I get the adventure, it only comes in black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eh, that's all right. You'll cover it with dirt anyway. Well, you know, let me ask you this. So, the Adventure model is mm-hmm. about $1,500 more. And yeah. as far as I can tell, all it's got is the windshield, windshield, the, the panniers, and some crash bars.
1: Yeah. What do you think? I don't know if I'd bother, quite honestly. I'd get the other one so you can get the kick ass orange. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the windshield orange win- is a better color. The windshield, windshield, realistically, is not going to be as good as a Madstad mm-hmm. like you have on your Buell and I have on Maestrom. Yeah. And the boxes are probably not going to be as good as something you could buy from Roger for a little under a grand. Do the people have racks for these yet? I imagine he will, and if not, he will soon. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not terribly psyched about the factory additions for it. The other thing about it is those crash bars are balls. Okay, just they don't straight look up. like much. They don't do much. This they, they is the like, reality of the situation. The problem.
0: I, I didn't even know they were crash bars until I put the two pictures side by side. Sure, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's what's. Look, different. here's the thing about when the Strom falls
1: over. Have you noticed on the side it has that little plastic protrusion above the kind of about midway down the cowling? Uh, just trust me, it does. Because you know what those are for. Those are built-in crash bars. Those are plastic crash bars. They're flexible. Oh, okay. Dropping a straw on its side is a non-event. You might, might, I stress, break a turn signal, but they're sort of flexible, so they don't generally break that often, unless you just, like,
0: ditch the hell out of it. They're turn signals, so...
1: Mine has been on its side more times than I can count, (laughs) and has suffered no damage. Okay. So, I, I, those crash bars are balls. On the other hand, I can't mount a center stand to mine anymore, due to some, uh, bottoming out incidents involving rocks on an old center stand. (laughs) So I would probably invest in a skid plate. Mm-hmm. Not so much the crash bar. Like, I don't think the Suzuki crash bars are worth much. Because mm-hmm. that's not the part that gets hurt. Todd? Yeah? Why is your hand in my chest? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Do you feel a weird urge to eat cheeseburgers and drink beer? Yes. You, didn't you have that before?
0: Yeah. It f- must not be working. No, no. I feel a weird urge to put on strange hats. Or I, a beard? Uh, no, I, I feel an urge to go mow my lawn. <laughs> I I have to go reorganize my garage. Hey, I that that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a month over forty, and you're a month into suburbia. How's that? Oh, feeling? Oh man, look for <laughs> look for my blog coming soon. Suburban imposter. <laughs> well, what were you bragging about today? I fixed an electrical. Outlet. I fixed an
1: electrical outlet. <laughs> I am all that is man. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I hey, I felt pretty good about it. Oh, you, well, you should, because that's how it works. It's it just starts a, there. Little, little steps. Well, the funny thing I'm finding is everything about a house, I go into it, and I open it up, and I look at it, and I realize this is a lot less complicated than a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: A guy, a guy with his name on his shirt comes in and fixes this.
0: Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Soon, my apprentice, uh, your training will be complete. Your path to the dark side. Would you uh-huh. like a beer? Yeah. It's a past blue ribbon. No! <laughs> you know what I would like?
1: Is about 30,000 chickens. <laughs> what? I need 30,000 chickens. Can I borrow 30,000 chickens? No. I'm planning on bartering
0: them. For? For a new motorcycle. A fancy new motorcycle. A fancy new... What What possible motorcycle could be worth 30,000 chickens?
1: I don't know. Let's talk to this guy. He seems like he might know.
0: Okay, we're on with Lee Kahn from Modus Motorcycles. Modus Motorcycles. We missed you guys out at the salt flats. It killed us. You, yeah, you came right through town and just <laughs> mocked us with the existence of your bikes.
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, kind of snuck in real early. We had actually... We were in Sacramento the night before, and oh. we, we knew we wanted to be there... Um, um, for the daybreak, so we went all night to get there for oh, the daybreak. That's and grueling. That's it. a good time Not to go across time.
1: Nevada, actually, is when it's really dark.
3: <laughs> yeah, the only thing we missed, we were you know rolling up through the um, Sierra Nevada and all that stuff, and we you know didn't get to see much of it. But we we went all night, and and, and we worked out perfect because I mean, however we timed it, we just did. We ended up just, I mean, we, if we were there 15 minutes later, we would have missed the sunrise. and it was just perfect how we rolled in and made made a few little passes, nothing big. We, we weren't we weren't there to do high-speed stuff, mm-hmm. but we, we'll be back. Both Brian and myself have been at the Salt Flats a number of times, and my father has a number of records out there racing, racing motor boosies. Oh, cool. So the salt is in our blood that we just uh snuck in and snuck out and we'll have to catch you the next time
0: good deal well it looks like i just wrote down a couple things here you you ran your own home medical equipment startup
3: yep i had a had a healthcare company cool and you've been
0: in aircraft manufacturing
3: yep i so, grew up in a family that manufactured aircraft uh, in north carolina
0: so i guess the question is how'd you end up with uh, a motorcycle startup
3: well we've you know I've, I've been around racing and machinery and bikes and cars and hot rods and stuff, you know pretty much my whole life mm. father's a pretty big uh, gearhead and done a number of restorations on cars and motorbikes. And so we, we were always around it. And, you know, more than that, you know, we had a, uh, a factory. We, we made aircraft and, you know, raw materials into, you know, FAA-certified, full-blown craft sold through dealers all over the world. So I, I, I always was in a family that was making, you know, American luxury goods. And it's just the, the world I sort of grew up in.
0: Luxury goods. That leads us to our next question. The obligatory question. It's been on everyone's mind. I'm sure you've heard this one a lot the past couple weeks. $30,000?
1: $30,000? Oh, my God.
3: 30000 So, you know, thirty grand is it, it's sort of in the middle range of a real nice Harley. It's, it's less than it's about any trike that you, you know, you see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, the Goldwing trikes, the Harley trikes. Two or three years ago or five years ago, you couldn't even touch a chopper for thirty grand, And, you know, people were buying them. I mean, I have no big dogs sold 25000 choppers. So, you know, you have to kind of put these things in context, mm-hmm. you know, compared to a V-Strom, yeah, it's a whole hell of a lot of money. Um, I like how
1: you picked that bike out. It's the Cheatsy bike. <laughs> <laughs> the well,
0: cheap- I mean, to I mean, I'm, I'm, The, the raddiest bike around, that you mean? I, I ride <laughs> one of those, so. <laughs> no,
3: it, it's a fantastic bike. And but you could compare it to a Concourse 1400. What a what a beautiful bike, man. I think it's jamming. K uh, K1600, what a great bike. But it really... None of those comparisons really have anything to do with what we're doing. Um, And what what Modus makes are hand-built, very low-volume, prestigious American sport bikes. Mm. Um, And when you you think of something, well, let's put it this way. Honda made 18 million motorcycles last year. The worst economy anybody can ever remember, Honda made 18 million motorcycles. And their comparable bike, I think somebody maybe would argue would be their VFR 1200. So the VFR 1200 is $18,000. No center stand, no bags. Mm, Honda made 18 million machines last year. Mm. We're going to make about 300 bikes from this fall to next fall. Mm -hmm. Each one hand-signed, heirloom quality, hand-laid carbon fiber. These are actual craftsmen building bikes from the ground up, not robots in Japan and China. Where, Where
0: are the bikes being built?
3: We live in Birmingham. So we Mm -hmm. have three shops. We have a shop in Michigan where a lot of our engineering and development and stuff goes on at our partner company called Pratt & Miller. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know who Pratt & Miller is, but generally they're what is known as General Motors Racing. So if you think of the factory Corvette Le Mans Racing, that's Pratt & Miller. If you think of Cadillac CTSV Racing, Pratt & Miller. Mm -hmm. All All General Motors NASCAR programs run through there. Camaro race, so that's our our Michigan partner, wonderful company, really fantastic partner to have, and super cool guys, but well, for example, we went to Le Mans last year with Corvette Race Program, of course, they won their seventh 24-hour of Le Mans in 12 times going, so it gives you a little, you know, insight into the level that we get to play in sometimes, you know, that's Ferrari, Porsche, BMW, Ford, Mm -hmm. and Corvette. And then you took the Corvette engine, you sliced it in half, and you put it in a... We use what we love, and we work hot rod guys and Camaro nuts and Corvette guys, and just general American muscle. We love all that. We're sort of steeped in it, and we know that that works. We we live here in Birmingham, so we have the biggest motorcycle museum in the world here, and we get to spend a lot of time in that museum thinking like, wow, here's a motorcycle from the early 1900s that had overhead cam liquid-cooled shaft drive from the early 1900s. wild. You know, none none of that stuff is new, um, but people get really caught up in, you know, all this tech wizardry that, you know, it's got to be cooler. Motus, why on earth did you guys go with uh, overhead valves and push rods? You know, you should have gone with, you know, double overhead cams, and you should have just, like, gone with the most latest and greatest.
1: It needs Mm -hmm. needs more little tiny rotating satellite dishes, Lee. Come on, those things are big (laughs) now.
3: Well, but but think about it. You know, think of of the... the, There really is... Well, there's a lot of reasons for us doing what we've done. But what we want to do is come up with something that's just simple and easy to work on and actually works. So you can go and you can get as over-technologically advanced as you want to get. But what's the purpose? You take a small, compact pushrod engine, 90-degree V. Look, there's only one thing in this country that really is more American than an air-cooled v twin and that is a small block. It's the most successful engine in the history of the world. They've made 90 million plus small block Chevy engines. They've been making them since the 50s, but they've been improving them, improving them, improving them. And now with the LS3, LS7, LS9, the whole LS series of engines have just taken it to such another level. And they're just such killer. They just they just work. But the uh, the simplicity and the efficiency of the modern LS engine is well. It, it turns us on. It it moves us. So when we were looking at okay, well we're going to build a motorbike. What's going to power it? Well, we could we could buy an S&S motors. They're fantastic. We could buy an x I think rocks. We could probably get a, a Rotex. You know those motors are freaking awesome. We could you know we could do all this different stuff. And then we looked at all those range of engines that were available to us, and we said, well none of those are going to they don't meet the parameters of what we're looking for. So we had some very specific parameters in mind of high torque, decent horsepower. Really, we're torque guys, so we never really focused mm-hmm. on horsepower. We really want to have torque. We want to have something that's simple and compact, something that people can get their hands on and work on, something that has symmetry and balance, something that sounds cool, and hopefully we can make it mm-hmm. look cool. So we had all these parameters of things that we wanted the bike needed to be. So, I mean, our goal was to make a, a great, comfortable American sport bike. So how do you do that? Well, you have to look at the power plants. You Look at all the power plants that are out there. No power plant that was available to us would meet the criteria. So we just said, screw it. We're building our own engine. We're starting an American motorcycle company. We're going to build a great American motor. All right, well, what do we love? What already works? Okay, well, we're here. You know, let's look at Corvette racing. Look at Cadillac racing. Look, look, at, look at the modern Chevy truck. This stuff works, and it's modern, and with modern materials and modern fueling, there's so much more left in it to be done
1: has a certain symmetry with the uh, the Ducati stuff, all of the fancy valves and things that the metallurgy is such that they aren't that necessary anymore. Kind of the same thing with pushrods. People think of rods engines, they think of my Ural, which is a complete slush bucket. Mm-hmm. But then the modern pushrods are, they go like gangbusters.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't think about Cadillac CTSV Racing, Camaro Racing, NASCAR, you know, all the stuff that everybody loves. Um, and then those are just, you know, those are guys who, they don't really maybe understand what we're trying to do, and Hell, we could a It's no big deal to make a double overhead cam engine. It's not. It's not that much trickier. It's just, what's the point? I don't. Okay. You did, said it a little while ago. I don't want a bunch of rotating parts away from the center of my bike. I want all the rotating stuff down in a little lump forward and away from the rider. So, for for all these reasons that we we, we came to this concept of doing a V four. Now, if you've ever had V fours. Not everybody's ever experienced V4s. VFR guys have. At the time we were starting the engine, you know, how the new VMAX had just come out, mm-hmm. the uh, Aprilia RSV4 was coming out, the Desmos had just been out, all the Big Bang Yamaha stuff was starting to come into vogue. And we're sitting there going, man, this V4 thing is sort of having a re- resurgence. Mr. Honda himself said the V4 is the most perfect engine ever conceived. So for if, if you've ever had a V4, you've ever ridden V4s, They make a lot of cool noises, for one thing. (laughs) They have have more sounds than... I've had had a lot of twins. I've had a lot of inlines. I've had a lot of motorbikes. The V4s just make more sounds. And I think with the, uh, the, the, the V4 Baby Block, I can call up about eight or nine different sounds, specific, distinct sounds. And you can just about play your motorcycle. It's very cool. But it's a, it's a it's a it's a killer little package. Um, we worked with some companies in Detroit and who helped us to make the engine into what we knew it could be. So we came up with this concept of the engine, and we built a a, a gearbox with, with Pratt and Miller, a six-speed gearbox, a dual overdrive. Both in fifth and sixth are both overdriven, and it just it just works. There's two engines. There's a V4 baby block, and then the V4R baby block. Mm-hmm. It's the relatively
1: so, anemic 165 horsepower base. <laughs>
3: I, the, 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 I can hear the, my wife going, no. <laughs> she's like, in the car or what? <laughs> you know, yeah. again, we, we didn't focus on horsepower. We focused on torque. Base engine's making about 120 foot-pounds <laughs> at, at about 4,000 RPM. So you know, the kind, of, the kind of riding we do is the kind of riding from Salt Lake. Okay, that day that I was telling you we ended up at the Salt Flats at mm-hmm. the, the break of dawn. Mm-hmm. well we rode directly from there to denver and that's one of the most beautiful rides i've ever been on in my life went down i think it was highway 80 or something like that and uh oh, we just had a spectacular ride from salt lake to denver uh we went for hours and hours and hours got there really. it was awesome
0: on and, highway 80 it's gotta be 40 uh,
3: maybe not 80 40 I, 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 I this, this was last summer it was i can't remember the name of the road we went all what? through the desert and we saw moab and all that stuff oh 70 yeah. oh 70 yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good
1: yeah. stuff yeah, 80s, 80s further north, it's a bad scene.
0: You know, at the, at the speed or, you know, what, what they might have been doing on those bikes, eh, that might have made 80 cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, we were, we were doing pretty good. But, you know, the kind of ride, we live in Birmingham. So we ride from here, and we ride up to Chattanooga. We ride from Chattanooga. We like to get on some great roads. We, you know It's a few hours ride to get to the real good stuff, you know, on the interstate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we cut over on some of these roads that we know where there's some pretty serious canyon know, There's twisty stuff, there's sweepers, there's varied terrain. Some of it's technical, some of it's sweepers. And we need to get to those places. So we need to be able to get up on the interstate for a couple of hours and go. But when we get to the good stuff, we go pretty hard. You know, we, we don't want to drag hard parts. And we also don't want to seek a chiropractor when we get home. That's the style of riding that we love. Um, we've sort of reached an age point in our life where we've done cruisers, that's all fun. We've done cross rockets, that's all fun. But the kind of riding we do is commonly referred to as sport touring. We call the MST series Comfortable American Sport Bikes. Oh, okay. So they're, they're they're sport bikes at their heart, but they have accommodations for 35 liter GV bags on each side and a 30 liter top case if you want it. they got mm-hmm. a big, huge alternator, makes 720 watts. Plug like anything into that thing. It's got a sergeant saddle. So we're talking about why are these bikes expensive? Well, you put a $700 saddle on. them, not a $20 saddle on. Yeah, you've already, you've,
1: you've farcled it out right from the factory for us. That's convenient. <laughs>
3: Here's our thing. We're not, and, and not to slam on anybody, what they do, okay? We're not in the Walmart mentality anymore. We're, we're, we've kind of reached the point where we're seeking things that are distinct and really speak to us in terms of what we think people should be aspiring to. Okay, my daughter lives in a she lives, she lives here, obviously, with us. She's a little girl, and she lives in her great-grandmother's bedroom suite. So when your great-grandparents bought furniture, they didn't go down to rooms to go and buy something expecting it to last two years or five years, okay? They saved up money, and they went and found somebody that made high-quality furniture because they were proud of it. And they bought that furniture fully expecting to pass that down to their great-granddaughter. That's the way the world used to work, when people valued craftsmanship, pride and ownership, not just the quick and easy go down to Rooms to Go. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a certain point in your life where you need to go to Rooms to Go and you buy some little stuff and it'll last you a few years. But you don't expect to pass it down to your kids. It's just not the mentality. Mm-hmm. That's really on our minds, guys. That that's what we perceive as one of the biggest problems facing American society, is that everything is about the race to the bottom, the mm-hmm. cheapest junk. What can we get that just looks good? Right. The bike that we're building are not going to go up on eBay next year so you can buy the latest, greatest whiz-bang next thing. Hmm. You're going to buy this bike. It's going to be hand-signed by the guys who built it with love. Every nut and bolt selected and matched just for that bike. And you're going to fully expect to keep that bike forever. So that's the kind of quality we're trying to build. Everything handmade. Everything with crazy attention to details and precision. Not built by robots in some far-flung place with the just cheapest crap they can find to put on them. These bikes, I'm, 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 it sounds like I'm beating them up. I'm not. You go out and you buy you know, a Honda, man, I think would be fantastic. BMW, great. Dukai, all those bikes that everybody's making are wonderful machines. Mm-hmm. It's just not what we're doing. We're doing something very different, which is seeking out people that are looking, that, that share our values and our principles. So there's a certain guy that, you know, goes out and goes to Sears and he buys a suit, which is a perfectly good suit. He spends 250 bucks on it. Nothing wrong with that. That's for his point in his life. There's another guy that has a suit made for him, a tailored suit. Okay? He knows he's going to spend 20 times more on that tailored suit. He's going to spend maybe more, $2,000, 3000 $4,000 for a suit. That's not really uncommon if you're buying a tailored suit. But what he gets is the quality that comes along with it. It's the same with watches. Man, some guys buy Seikos. They're great. and They've got millions of little screens, and they do all the cool stuff that a Seiko can do. It'll last you a couple of years. But there's another guy that buys a tag. There's another guy that buys a Rolex. There's another guy that buys a Panerai. These are just for people at different points in their lives, different points in their earnings, or people that value different things. Yeah, our bikes are 20%, 30% more than something that's mass-produced, maybe 50% more. But on the other hand, we're only making a few hundred of them for the whole planet. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Mm. Each one made a hand.
0: So you're not going for the market that, uh, say, BMW or, or Honda is. You're kind of looking at the market that uh, shops like Confederate cater to.
3: Well, Confederate makes bikes there, ninety grand, a hundred and twenty grand, you know. Right, um, but you're but looking for that
0: kind of that kind of small, small volume, high value consumer. Uh,
3: what we're trying to do is build kick-ass bikes that have value, and. The guys that are looking for value, not something that this isn't, the bikes look pretty cool when you see them in real life and, you know, that, all the aesthetics and everything aside, those are all totally subjective. But the guys that are seeking something that's unique and distinct, not something to put in your living room, then you actually ride. It's not a chopper. It's not rolling art. These are motorcycles that are designed to be ridden. So what we're looking for is that guy that's at the place in his life that he doesn't want to roll off to bike night and there are going to be 10 others just like his bike there. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the guys that say, you know what? When I built my house, I put in some fully all hardwood cabinets. We can go down to Lowe's and just buy the prefab stuff and stick it up. We had some cabinets built for our house, and were twice as much as the Lowe's cabinets. But these things are real quality, full wood, quality hardware. You see what I mean? Yeah. yeah there's that up. guy. There's that guy that's looking for something that's premium, and he's going to get the benefits of what all that entails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I notice your warranty
1: is two years, but it's unlimited mileage. You're figuring people are going to buy this bike and just ride the wheels off of it.
3: I'm telling you, you get the bike and you ride it as much as you can possibly ride it. If you have any problems with it, you let me know. We'll make it right. It's not, it's, it's not a rolling art. This is a bike. And we're riders. We came at this from a rider's perspective. That's, that's what we live to do. We happen to also be entrepreneurs and business people and craftsmen and engineers and designers and other stuff, too. But at the core of it, we're all riders. I grew up having all these different bikes, man. I loved them all. I loved my Harleys. I loved my Gooseys. I loved my Yamahas. I loved my Hondas. I loved all that stuff. But I always, this was always the bike that I was waiting for. So well, this is your dream bike that you've built. Yeah. This is, this is our dream it. bike. Now, we took our passion of, like, okay, man, what, what would be the coolest bike in the world, and let's just think it up. Well, that's great for, you know, a few guys. And, and okay, we can sell oh, a good. couple of them. But, you know, this is a pretty big project, pretty, pretty sophisticated stuff. Mm-hmm. And in addition to selecting what we thought would be cool, well, we pulled like 500 sport touring guys. We figured out what would be the minimum tank size. What's the ideal weight? What's the ideal seat height? What's the ideal power? What's the wheelbase? In addition to our passions and what we think is cool, which that's sort of important, but it's not critical because we have to sell these things to, you know, a group of people. We match that with pretty extensive research. And figuring out what their types of enthusiasts really want the bikes to, to have. So we, we came to a lot of it from our own, but then we also put a little science to the madness of, of, of just our mania. We came up with this package. You can ride the MST off the line in fourth gear. Wow. It's forgiving in that way because I'm a bit of a dumbass and I tend to be in the wrong gear sometimes. And you know, if you've kind of lugged it down a little bit, so what? <laughs> you just keep turning, man. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> um, <you> know, <laughs> so more <it's>, power, <laughs> more power. It's just, it's just a very satisfying engine, and that's what I when people ride. And they they comment on that. They're like, "You're right, man. That thing, man, You just feel the power, and it, it's not." squeaky or weird or like you know it's uncontrollable it's very it's like your modern vet or your modern camaro who do we need to kill to get test rides just cruise it around and enjoy yourself but when you put your foot down brother it's all in there
0: who do we need to kill to get test rides lee
3: (laughs) you don't need to kill anybody Uh, what
0: todd i have to kill todd i could do it right now (laughs) he's just been looking for excuses (laughs) i've got a hammer
3: (laughs) we're we're not gonna make you kill anybody we're gonna make you go to one of our dealerships factory will come around doing test drives every year at every one of our dealers. We have not identified a Utah dealer yet, but we need one. We're, we're trying to put together probably about, I don't know, 20 to 30 dealers across the country. We sort of, if you look on our dealer locator on our website, you'll see, you know, they're sort of centralized around the south and, um, right. and midwest. Well, that's just because that's where we happen to be and where we know more people. Over the next months, you'll start to see them popping up on the west coast, and then we'll get all places in between. We just, we just got to find the right stores.
0: Well, let, let's talk about the business side of it, because you're not just introducing a new motorcycle, you're introducing a whole new business here.
1: A whole new company, which basically almost nobody has done successfully in the States for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone mentions Eric Bill doing it, but, you know, he struggles. Well, like, what's it like trying to get into a, a dealer network?
3: Well, what we found is that dealers are in business to sell motorcycles. What and... the hell
0: you say? I thought they were selling t-shirts.
3: <laughs> it's not crazy, but in addition to the t-shirts and the you know, the symbols and the other stuff that they happen to sell at some of these stores, they're essentially in, in, in the business to make a profit and they if they identify a hot bike that looks like it's from a you know an up and coming company, there tends to be some really good dealers that say, Not only is that the bike that you've been waiting for, but hell man, that's the bike I've been waiting for. And if that's the bike you and me have been waiting for I bet you I've got some customers that have been waiting for it, too. And what tends to happen is 10, 15, 20 people, Modus fans, walk into their favorite motorcycle store and say, have you heard about that Modus? Holy crap, man, you guys are onto something. And then next thing you know, the dealer picks up the phone and calls us and says, man, what on earth is this Modus? Well, let's talk about it. What what you got, brother? Because, you know, I need to sell motorcycles in my store. And the stuff I've got, well, there's a store 10 miles away that's got exactly the same stuff. And somebody can go from my city over to the next city, and they can say $500, and they'll buy it from somebody over there because there's some of these companies are just so overgrown with dealerships. The truth of the matter is dealers have to sell motorcycles. Dealers want to sell cool motorcycles at a profit. And where we're not going to be making tons of bikes, we have a pretty innovative little dealer package. And if you look at the dealers that are on our dealer locator and study them a little bit, you'll realize they are some of the best dealers in the country. These are, these are some serious, heavy-hitters, Exotic motorcycle stores, successful people, multi generational businesses, um, and they're all enthusiast oriented—the kind of cool shop you'd actually want to go and hang out. I, I've hang.
0: only been to Huntsville, man. I, I've just seen the Rocket Center. I don't. I <laughs> my my grounding in Alabama beyond Huntsville is kind of shallow.
3: Well, here's the funny thing: we're sitting here right now. We don't even have a dealer in Alabama at this point. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, so we 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 we've got a, a great dealer in Georgia. We've got a great dealer in Florida. We got, you know, they're they're coming on board. We have got a great one in Kentucky, Virginia, Maryland. So they're they're coming on board over time.
0: Where's your Virginia um, dealer?
3: In Yorktown, Virginia, and this is a great great example of a store. It's a place called Redline. Right now, it's a store. It's Ducati only store. Ducati motors. Um, the motors just haven't hit the door yet, but this guy's racer. Full-blown tech guys. the owner of the store, happens to also do a lot of wrenching. Well-known in the Ducati world for doing work for ECUs and flashing ECUs. He's a high-performance Ducati store. He's the same thing. That's the bike right there. That's the one I've been dreaming about. You know, it, it, it just depends which, you know, what the area is, who the dealer is. Do we like them? Do they like us? Can they sell these bikes for us? Yeah, do you find um, you're
1: selling yourself as much as you're selling the bikes with a new company?
3: Maybe. We have to have some credibility, so can't be... Um, we have to be credible people and businessmen, and they have to, you know, these guys ask a lot of questions, and, and rightfully so. And we ask a lot of questions of them, and rightfully so. It's a partnership. The, dealer, you know, mm-hmm. the dealer-manufacturer relationship is critical. If they don't get it, they just don't get it. We move on. There's 8,500 oh. dealers in the country. We're looking for, like, 25.
0: Have you had any problems with dealers who already have existing relationships with manufacturers, you know, saying, hey, your bike is really cool, but... You know, I'm I'm licensed to just do brand X kind of thing, and uh, nope. I, I, in my head, I'd always thought you know some dealers were exclusive. I can't imagine in this economy that would last. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, there's
0: one manufacturer I'm thinking one specifically, but I won't say their name.
3: I'll tell you, um, you know, a lot of the dealers that sell the uh, cruiser, you know, air cooled cruisers really need to find a new hot product mm-hmm. because, for example, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina not long ago. Talking with the dealer there, and he has a very large uh, um, america Cruiser business. And there's t- within 50 miles of his store, there's 21 other of the exact same brand that he's got. Holy 21 God. others <laughs> within 50 miles. You know, you want to be talking about cutting the pie thin. And the truth of the matter is, however wonderful bikes they are, and the quality and the branding, and all that stuff is, is really wonderful, and I don't slam it in any way i've owned tons of american cruisers
2: yeah we'll um, do that
3: i've had just about all of them at some point and love just about all of them i can tell you that the market is changing people are looking for something different there's a lot of guys out there that were big into that lifestyle and loved it and got the most out of it and then the lights kind of flipped on and some of these guys are looking around going why are we dressed up like pirates <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 bikers. We're, we're bikers and we love all that stuff but you know what I mean? We're, we're dentists, we're CPAs, we're lawyers, we, we have landscaping <laughs> businesses. Why are we dressed up like this? Let's just ride, you know? And, and I'm, I'm one of those guys. So I mean, I'm not just on them. I just, I'm just, there's, there's moments in life when there's shifts. And I'm not saying we have anything to do with the shift because we don't. I'm just saying things are cool for a while and then they're not cool. You know, bell bottoms are cool every 20 years. And then all of a sudden you look down and you're like, what on earth are these pants? I'm wearing?
0: Like, they're just so, not cool ever.
3: It's not, it's not cool anymore. So, you know, there's, there's a shift, I think, in, in, in demographic. There's a lot of things going on in motorcycling, I think. And one of those things is the companies making the premium, expensive motorcycles are kicking ass. Mm-hmm. BMW Good can't point. build enough motorcycles. Ducati can't right. build enough motorcycles. There's Yam- a lot of dentists that Yamaha, need bikes. Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki, they're sucking wind. So there is a certain group of people that are looking for something of real quality, lasting value, distinct, and premium, um, and those brands are doing great. You know, their K1600, they built. Man, that's a beautiful machine. It's 25 grand, whatever it is. 20, I think I wrote one with yeah. 286. 20, 25, 8. yeah. I was like, it's a killer bike, you know. It's, it's you know, 800-something pounds, and, you know, it's got XM radio on it, and 17, literally has 17 computer boxes on it. 17, I saw them.
1: Yeah, we had yeah. a guy here who actually uh, rear-ended something, and they're pretty sure he was messing with his computer when he did it because he didn't <laughs> slow down at
0: all. <laughs> he was watching TV or something.
3: So, I mean, all that stuff is cool. If that's what you're looking for, you know. It's an 850 800- or 900 pound monster. It's great, but it's not. You, you can't compare it to the MST. You can compare it very favorably to the Goldwing. It's a German Goldwing. It's a big, beautiful, huge, luxury cruiser that's got everything in the world on it. But it's not an American sport bike. And it's not a carbon fiber body, totally mm-hmm. top of the line, every piece on it. It's injection molded plastic and fake chrome and a killer engine. And it's got all the stuff on it, but it's not what we're doing. So uh, the comparison, a lot of people have made that comparison. It doesn't make sense to us. Like, that's like comparing a Cadillac to a Corvette. Those yeah, to I, I
0: totally stuff. understand his, his viewpoint. I get where he's coming from with this. Yeah, Talking about the exploding markets there, I, any plans or even ideas to go into the adventure bike segment?
3: We could. We, you know, we I can tell you we right now we can't confirm or deny what we're gonna be doing next. We've got some pretty cool ideas that'll be down the line. You know, the decision is to follow or to lead.
0: You know, just, just knock once for yes and knock twice for no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I think I, this is what I can tell you. The decision for us will probably always be to follow or to lead. You know, there's some there's some adventure bikes out there that are awesome. A new triathlon yeah. freaking amazing. Uh, Everyone's
0: jumping into that market right now. Everyone's coming out with a, a big big leader venture bike.
3: Yeah, everybody's doing it and that's all cool and there's you know lots of guys who love that and you know BMW's been doing it for generations and you know everybody's getting on their train and that's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's that's sensible. But there's
0: no seventeen hundred cc one.
3: There's <laughs> not a hundred cubic inch monster.
1: There
0: there's no American V four adventure bike, Lee.
2: <laughs>
1: I'd also point out, you know, there's a market you could totally take the lead in here. Yeah. And that's sidecar bikes. Ah. This engine would kick ass you know, yeah. in a
2: 120
1: foot-pounds of torque, yes. Yeah. Light them up. I like it. I like it. Well,
3: here's the, here's the I'm t- already
1: looking at your front forks thinking, mm, put a put a leading link or maybe like a, like a, anything there. Yeah, we'll put a car tire in the back and yes. Well,
3: let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second because that really is one of the, you're talking about our business and, and, and all those kind of things. And one of the platforms of our business is after marketing our engines. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot oh. of time and money, you can imagine, taking a clean sheet of paper out and developing a whole brand new engine, oh, I mean, a whole gearbox, electronics, everything. It's not a small undertaking. It's, it's serious stuff, mm-hmm. and um, we've got some wonderful partners, and the engine is fantastic. What we're going to be doing, and one thing that some of our dealers like is, they can sell those engines. And we get hundreds and thousands of emails from all over the world, all kinds of people, they have side-by-sides, razors, they have gators, they have sand rails, they have legends cars, they have light aircraft, they have tractors, they have industrial applications. They have all kind of reasons why you need a little small 18-inch wide 90-degree V push rod motor that you can easily understand and work on. You can run your whole life with never doing a valve adjustment because there's no way to adjust the valves. The hydraulic lifters and hydraulic valves, which means the service interval is like inspect every 100,000 miles. So there's lots of applications for our engine because it's, when you see it, when you see those pictures of the bikes, and mm-hmm. everybody always comments when they see the bikes, man, that's so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. Wow. It's just a little bitty thing. The bike is small. The engine is small. Uh, the pictures tend to make the bike look a lot bigger than it is, and we always say, now, fire am firing the photographers. Mm-hmm. But people inevitably comment when they see the bikes. Dude, it's just little, and, and we we like that because we don't understand why is the modern motorcycle so damn big. You know, I'm a little guy. There's lots of smaller people out there. I go try to ride a GS. I mean, that's all, all cool and everything on the highway, but you know, well, why is it 750 pounds
1: you know? and really high off the ground? High clear
3: and really <laughs> off the ground. You got to have some clearance, obviously, but. You know, you, I mean, I love the new Multistrada, man, but that thing is a monster. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, we've got a picture of it sitting beside the MST. It's like, <laughs> it's like on a whole nother level, <laughs> you know, when things get big, they also get heavy. And the only reason why modern motorcycles are so heavy, well, we were talking about the Concourse a little while ago. It's 700 plus pounds, where our bike is 500 pounds wet, 520 actually, full wet, ready to ride. So, so and we part of having a lightweight small bike, is having a lightweight small engine. So you're talking about putting these things in sidecar vehicles or whatever, brother. The sky's the limit. You buy you one of our engines and knock yourself out. So we're really excited to see what all cool projects people are going to be doing with these things, and we're taking reservations on engines and. There's just, you know, people will put them in shoppers, and they'll put them in whatever you can think
0: of. That's kind of neat, having the the kind of engine business that that Mm. can help subsidize your your motorcycle business.
1: Although all the jokes people always make about how the BMW has a tractor engine, when you have a Modus, it'll be true. <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly it's, it's a,
1: an American tractor that's right yeah American tractor engine
3: hopefully I hope somebody will put They're it on a change awesome I mean whatever you want to do man just enjoy it I and mean, that's one of the things that will keep our business going and bringing the cost of the engines down which means bringing the cost mm. of the bikes down is selling more of mm. them and you know, a lot machine, of it's had so. up in the engines. The engines are made in Texas. We have a shop in Texas. The Casting's all done in Texas. Machining's all done in Texas. Testing all be done there. The assembly goes on here in Birmingham. Real and then taken business. very, very far to dealers. And driven very far to dealers. That's right. And anybody be able to come in do a factory tour, pick up your bike, and ride it home.
0: Could we just show up and do a factory tour anyway? If
3: yeah, you could boop. do that. We'll do some rides. Absolutely. So we'll be starting this fall. We
0: recorded that, right? We we we've got that on tape, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He okay. promised us rides. Rather, you don't you don't have to bribe me. Just call me and tell me when you're coming. It's no big deal. Starting this fall, you would be able to fly into Birmingham, come to the shop, we'll do a ride. It's no big deal. And that's what we do. We live for this. So, you're, the invite is open, my friends.
0: Now, this might be a dumb question, but what what are you riding now? Are you just riding the MST, or or do you've got some bikes that you ride? Uh,
3: I've got I've got, a, I've got a number of bikes uh, that I ride, and sort of have yeah, we, we've got much anything we need to ride when we need something this week I'm, what, I'm
0: what's your go-to bike you know if you're like okay i want to just run out for a little bit um w- I, what are you swinging your leg over
3: just just a couple of months ago i sold i had a, a Prelia rsv that i yeah. loved. it's actually the second one of those that i had love that bike sold it to, to a guy uh, here in town this particular week i'm riding a friend of mine uh mv augusta f4 he's this wow. guy he doesn't ride it much so he you know just wanted me to Get the battery going for them, so I, you know I'm riding that this week. And but I, I mean, I love it all. I, I love Gooseys. We've got some Gooseys that, that I love to ride, and you know, I, I I I just if it's got wheels on it and a motor, I I like riding it. I've had I've had a lot of machines, and I've got some vintage machines. And it it just depends.
0: Wait, now I got to ask, how many bikes do you own?
3: <laughs> well, we we have access to a few. We have access
1: to <laughs> that. Wait, 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 let me help Let's narrow it down. That run.
3: Oh, that run? Okay, well, that's a different story. No. You think everybody's like you? (laughs) Yeah, we've got some machines that we can get from.
0: Well, cool. Any appearances, big deal things
3: yeah, coming up? Yeah, Yeah, one thing we're doing, uh, let's see, I think it's the second weekend of May. Um, we're going to be doing the Olean's uh, Open House in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Uh, Buell's going to be there. We're going to be there. They're going to have uh, an IndyCar, I think, there. It's a full open house for Olean's USA. Will guys. there be like
0: a death match between you and Eric in a cage with knives?
2: <laughs> <laughs> be, like, a no, actually, movie.
0: you know what I'm actually picturing?
2: Yeah. Is
0: <laughs> you get Eric... And you get Modus. Motus has got the motor.
2: Mm-hmm. Eric
3: mm-hmm.
0: makes mm-hmm. bikes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, motors was kind of his weak point when he was with Harley. Mm-hmm. Well, but
3: not anymore. You know, he's got the Rotax motor. Basically, I think it's pretty similar to you know what was in the RSV or it's in the Spider now. You know, it's the Rotax, mm-hmm. you know, sixty degree. Tour. Yes, it's a, it's a but
0: imagine car. him with an American motor. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants to race. You know what I mean? Well, he's a hero of ours. Mm-hmm. He was a huge hero of ours, and he's a good dude, and we want to see Eric racing because he wants to race. And that's always was the tension, of course. You know, was he wanted to build mm-hmm. race bikes, and they wanted to build street bikes, and he wanted to build race bikes, and they wanted to build street bikes. So I want to see Eric Building a beautiful race bike, which is he's done. His new bike is, is you know, it takes your breath away when you look at it. It's very beautiful, um, right. quality and fit and finish is spectacular. And yeah, he's a hero. It, it costs more than your bike. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it does a very different thing than our bike does. Nothing will make us happier than him becoming immensely successful doing what he's doing.
1: Thanks a lot for talking with us tonight, Lee. My pleasure, my friends. Just get your ass out to Alabama. Let's ride. Thirty thousand chickens doesn't seem so crazy anymore.
0: Wait, okay. You know when when they first let introduced this price everyone just went bad <laughs> But you know after talking to him he, I, he makes a good point and i'm thinking about all these sidecar rigs i'm looking at now and it's uh, <laughs> uh shit I, you, know, you know, I, know what i i see i see what he's what he's saying i i buy into it this mm-hmm. this is not the bike because everyone you know for the whole the past year everyone's been thinking sport tour sport tour sport tour sport tour same everyone's got a sport tour it's $10,000 yeah 10, yeah, ten well, no, no they're they're more like uh, twelve, thirteen dollars now Twelve, thirteen dollars now yeah. okay this is clearly not what they're making uh, is, no, they're making lots different something other something other and i i can i can buy it i, I got to tell
1: you i, I this is <laughs>
0: It's a cool bike. I had bike. a lot of
1: money. I think I know what I can go out and buy now.
0: <laughs> I want to ride this bike. I, I do too. I'm, uh, I'm dying to ride it. I'd yeah. like to see them do an adventure bike of some kind. Yeah. Well, you could always buy the power plant and build an adventure bike around it. Yeah, I could. Let me just get right on that. Yeah. Because I don't have any problems mechanically as it is. No, no, it'll be fine. I'm sure it won't explode much. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so the Buell, you know, it's. uh. I took out the plugs, the wires, mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, ignition coil. Yeah. Uh, one of the plug wires came off awfully easy. Did it? Yeah. You don't say. Very, very That's easy. That's a suspicious thing, I have to say, given um, this behaviors. Yeah, it was the rear cylinder one, uh-huh. and the wire just slipped right out of the bracket. Mm. How much grease do you use when you when you
1: put the wire back on? Very you?
0: Uh, little or none. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I had like
1: slathered it on. Oh, West no, It should. I, I did, the spark plug wire should go on and never move again.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, like, when they come off, there should be a little swearing going on. There was swearing. Okay. I mean, the, the dielectric grease, it yeah. didn't seem to add a whole lot of lubrication to it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those, those suckers, except for the one that just popped right out of its own sure. bracket, the other one was pretty solid on Yeah, I'd be highly suspicious of that wire, and that would certainly be consistent with all the bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At which point, World's domination will still continue. Just without me.
0: Soon. <laughs> if the Buell lives well, they're just, they're then yeah you got you're good you got no needs I got no needs yeah I mean the, uh, the six and you know I'm I'm having a hard time you know what's uh, I'm having a hard time with okay. getting over the idea in my head that I would be dropping from a 1200 to a 600 well think of Craig Vetter last week I know <laughs> you don't need all that I'm, power I'm, Chuck I'm you're a... just you're just burning gas I'm a fat American
1: I'm squandering I and the we the gets north of 50 if you're really cautious with, with it
0: with great power comes great responsibility but 1200 cc yeah and 650 uh huh 1200 Yeah. 650 yeah we get it it's bigger me uh huh you yeah why are you yeah, why me. are you motioning about you
1: penises <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say me
2: <laughs> me
1: this, is, this has you. gotten weird <laughs> You better go to listener feedback. Okay. So this one's from Charlie. Charlie says, and you have to imagine your own British accent, so I meant to send this back a bit. But a the, bit t- back. Ch- pip, pip, pip,
0: pip, cheerio. Pip. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. I say. <laughs> well done, fellow. So I meant to send this up oh, and Oh, come back. on. You can do this.
1: <laughs> no, I can't. But the D30 stuff you guys discussed in the scooter jackets is actually looking pretty prevalent. It went into the First Gear TPG line a couple of years back and is now in their mainstream stuff. The latest Kilimanjaro has it, for instance. Looks like it's everywhere in the not-too-serious category these days. Actually, you know, I was looking at my Arrow Stitch gloves that I bought, those ropers, mm-hmm. and they have gel in the thing. It's not, there's not a solid piece of armor in there. You can squish it back and forth. Oh. And then when you punch things, it gets harder. Really? So apparently there's some gel in there, too. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Personally, since I can't find a jacket that fits my monstrously hideous mutated mockery of the human form, the harder armor doesn't bother me at all. And of course, the SCA stuff has me wearing more armor by far than my bike gear. Most of that is
0: steel. This gave me an idea because SCA is the you know Society for Creative Anachronisms. People dress up as knights and hit each other. Mm-hmm. How cool it be to make a mace out of this D thirty stuff? And you're just telling everyone, oh yeah, it's just no, film, it's 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 soft. Fun. It's, it's fine. Don't worry,
2: yeah,
0: why it
2: hurts so much
1: it's because i'm so
2: strong
0: why are you crying baby it's just foam <laughs> look it flops why are you bleeding from your concussion solid idea i like it i yeah i think we should go with that we I should get behind it we need to get some of this stuff and make weapons <laughs>
1: That's cool, though. I really, I, I think that the march of technology that is both more comfortable and more protective at the same time is pretty
0: rad. I, I have to confess something. What's that? Charlie did not actually write monstrous,ly hideous, mutated mockery of the human form. Oh, really? It's a l- interpretation. Oh, okay. You're paraphrasing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. That was, you know, I couldn't help myself. It was right there. He had it coming. I, I took the shot. There was no danger. Mm-hmm. I went below the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Not until this monstrously hideous mutation tracks me down. <laughs> it's Some really t- tall person <laughs> will disappear behind you. Hello. And he's got a mace made out of D30s.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? <laughs> Come on.
0: Come on. What did you learn this week, Chuck? I've, I've learned it's been a good year for the show. I've had fun. Yeah, me too. I want to hug you. I, I've i learned that I need
1: less hugs than I thought originally. Come here, big boy. I've also learned that I need 30,000 chickens. <laughs> and that's all we got time for this week. Till next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week.